Prince Remembered from The Current. Prince Rogers Nelson was born on June 7, 1958, in Minneapolis. His father was a pianist and a songwriter, and his mother a jazz singer. So it's not surprising that he is reputed to have written his first song at seven. In high school at Minneapolis Central, he began playing in bands with others who were to become longtime collaborators, such as Andre Simone and Morris Day. And according to journalist Neil Carlin, who interviewed Prince twice for Rolling Stone magazine and collaborated with him on a rock opera, he also began showing his own sense of style. Like in eighth grade, he was walking down the halls of Bryant Junior High wearing women's underwear and a raincoat and nothing else. This is always who he was, what he was. You don't become a rock star by accident. By 1977, Prince was recording for Warner Brothers with a three-album deal. Remarkably, for someone so young and unknown, he demanded artistic control of his material. His then-manager, Owen Husney, told NPR, at first, the record execs were skeptical. And we kind of organized a test where they watched him in the studio. And at the end of him maybe getting halfway through the song, uh, Lenny Warrenker, who was president of uh, Warner Brothers at that time, he pulled me out in the hallway and said, we're going to give him the complete control that you're asking for. On his first album, Prince did pretty much everything, composing, arranging, and producing, as well as playing all 27 of the instruments on the album. Steve McClellan was managing Uncle Sam's, a club which was to become First Avenue in Minneapolis. He remembers Prince coming in regularly, and not just to see the bands. He'd come in, talk to the DJs, hand them a pet test pressing, here, play this. Then he'd look at the reaction on the dance floor, and then he'd go back to his studio and fix what needed to be fixed. In 1979, Prince formed a new band with Simone on bass, Des Dickerson on guitar, Gail Chapman and Matt Fink on keyboards, and Bobby Rivkin, also known as Bobby Z, on drums. In a 2012 interview, Rivkin described Prince's guitar playing as remarkable, almost transformative. Like a glass blower or, or somebody on a pottery wheel. I mean, it's just the music is just, you know, flows through him, and it's true art. Musician and producer Jimmy Jam Harris played In The Time, one of several bands Prince assembled over the years. He says it's wrong to see Prince just as a virtuoso guitarist. He was a virtuoso drummer. He was a virtuoso bass player. Uh, everything he picked up, he was good at. Um, he, was, he was amazing at it. Then, in 1984, Purple Rain hit. Purple Rain. The film and the album catapulted Prince to international stardom. The band went from playing clubs to playing stadiums. Bobby Zee says the fact that each show ended with the down-tempo song Purple Rain shows the majesty of Prince's songwriting. His lyrics that, uh, you know, just talk about, you know, looking for something better and the power and of, of love and healing and, you know, just life. And it sums up the movie and it sums up the... The show, and it certainly was a, a powerful moment every night. 
For many people, Prince put Minneapolis on the map. Britt Robson, who has covered the Minneapolis music scene since the 1980s, says one of the reasons he moved to Minnesota was because of Prince's music. It was a funked-up Motown. It wasn't a soul Motown more than a funky Motown. There was just a kick to it. There was a spritz to it. I think it was incredibly influential, both in defining the most dominant subgenre of music here, but also, obviously, around the world. But with huge success came new problems. Prince chafed under the impositions of his record label, famously performing with the word slave written on his face. In 1993, he changed his stage name to an unpronounceable glyph, and many took to calling him the artist formerly known as Prince. In 1999, in a rare broadcast interview with CNN's Larry King, Prince said he had changed his name for a serious reason. I had searched deep within my heart and spirit, and I wanted to uh, uh, make a change and move to a new plateau in my life. And one of the ways in which I did that was to change my name. It sort of divorced me from the past and all the hang-ups that go along with it. Prince also told King where he found inspiration. I like to believe that my inspiration comes from God. Did you always believe that? No, as you, as you grow older, you, you, um, you learn and you, you, you get smarter. In time, his name returned, and he pumped out release after release and continued to surprise and delight fans up to the end. Rock critic Greil Marcus says Prince was great because he was demanding. He has always been good. He has always been great. He has always been restless. Uh, he has never settled for anything, either in his own music, in the music business. His standards as a band leader are both extraordinarily high, but also playful. And Prince's legacy will likely continue. He was known to have a huge library of unreleased material, which could well continue to delight audiences for years to come. Covering the arts, I'm Ewan Kerr, Minnesota Public Radio News. This will be the day that you will hear me say that I will never